tired. So tired. Overtired. You're listening to Overtired. I'm Christina Warren, joined as always by Jeff Severns Gunsel and Brett Terpstra, and very, very, very special guest. Special guest, um, uh, our friend Alex Cox. Alex, welcome to Overtired. Thank you so much for having me. This is very, very exciting. We, well, we're, we're, we're very excited. We are to have as you. excited as you are. And Christina, I, I through some back channels, I found out that you uh, were able to, or rather, I got to be on the show with you instead of you know j- just these other two two. <sighs> I, I can't even joke and call you losers because Jeffrey, we've never even met on the internet. <laughs> you, can, you can you can call me a loser, even better. <laughs> no, and and also I'm, I have a lot of questions for Brett later this week about bunch, and I'm just so so oh, happy bunch. to be here uh, with my you know <laughs> finally with some of my paraso- favorite parasocial relationships. Do we need to go back and meet on the internet before we can get any further here? <laughs> I mean, if you have let's, a time have, machine... let's have pseudo introductions. Alex, tell us tell us in in as much detail as you care to go into, who are you and why should Jeff know you? Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. Mm, the why is because I like to have friends over the internet more than real life. So, I mean, I guess that's a pitch for friendship. <laughs> but uh people today's from episode me, brought to you by friendship yeah mm. something that i'm working on uh the way most people know me from the internet is either from podcasting or being the technical director and producer at cards against humanity which is a party game for horrible people but i no longer work there i recently left to do independent podcasting and producing full-time and there's a bunch of them uh the most popular is do by friday with merlin man i also have a podcast about robots and tech and ism but isms but mostly robots on relay fm um and that is with kathy campbell and i'm starting a new project called factory settings which has a secret rss feed that that I'm too self-conscious to share in public, but people can DM me on Twitter if they want to listen. <laughs> and that's all about our various forms of realities like AR, XR, VR, uh, but with no Bitcoin advice and no Web3 talk except to express, you know, doom and gloom over that. But oh, gosh, and I have a show with my spouse called Two-Headed Girl, and it's all about gender and our feelings and uh, transness. So I I think that's it. Yeah, that was a lot. I apologize. No, that's awesome. great. That's great. And and all of you, you have different formats for all of your shows. I feel like you are a, a podcasting I don't want to use the word savant too lightly, but I feel like you really explore <laughs> the medium in very creative ways. Oh, thank you. I I was actually uh, going to immediately refute that because it did take me about f- a half hour to figure out how to use a Chromium <laughs> browser again, but I do... 
I, uh, honest to God, I am very, very passionate about RSS and uh, um, distributing media over something that isn't controlled by an algorithm as much as I love algorithms. So sure. yeah, I love playing with that format, whether it be podcasts or music or whatever the, the heck, but except NFTs. Uh, no, no, thank you. No, no <laughs> NFT podcasts in, uh, in, no. in, in, in your future. Um, <sighs> okay. Before we get into our mental health corner, I do just want to ask this because this came up and I, I'm very curious, like this isn't me being flippant. I'm like actually genuinely curious, like wh- what your your rationale is. What is your reasoning for not using any sort of Chromium browser? Like, are you, do you use Firefox? Do you use only like Safari? Are you like, I, it's WebKit or nothing? Like, I'm just, I'm just curious about that. Mostly WebKit, more so because I don't know enough about Chrome to keep like my, my data safe. And I, I know that sounds very much in like the paranoid realm, but it's more so like I would, I, I love extensions. I love doing weird stuff in my browser. And with Chrome, I have not broken, but, uh, you know, done some weird things with many a computer. And so I just typically keep Chrome. Uh, well, I, I, because I left my job, I now have a personal laptop and just never got around to installing Chrome. But I do really like Firefox. And I'm using actually yeah. Brave right now because I forgot that I did have that installed. I was gonna say that's um, Chromium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So but I there there aren't like a ton of extensions. And I know other folks use Brave. So if I break something, I can be like, hello, please help. So, you know, exploit the friendships for tech support. There's I... there's a browser called Orion. It's still in beta. I have mixed feelings about aspects of it. But the interesting thing with it is that it is WebKit. But they have figured out how you can use Firefox or Chrome extensions with it. Oh, oh, hmm. that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm really liking Fire. I'm checking out Firefox and I, I, I'm i really impressed with how far they've come, especially oh because, you know, I used I to use Thunderbird and stuff back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool revisiting that stuff. I, I use Chrome for recording this show as we're doing right now. We're all running Chrome for this purpose. And that's about all. Like everything else I do is in Firefox. And when I need a an alternative browser to Firefox, I use Safari. Um, if it weren't for Riverside and certain, I'll be honest, certain porn sites requiring Chrome, I would never, I would never even have Chrome on my machine. That's See, interesting. That's that certain my... porn sites. Sorry, go on. Yeah, oh, you don't I, want to know. It yeah, gets weird. I'm also trying it's to weird. wonder which. No. <laughs> That's why I, this show does get so I'll, weird. I'll send you some links. I'll send you way. some links. No. It'll be fun. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> That is a genuine thing. I'm so sorry. There's something crinkling on my desk. Oh, it's Pokemon stickers. No one can see except <laughs> you, you guys. But um, the that's like a really interesting thing because... I have often come across people who they, you know, they are not super like, quote, tech savvy. And a lot of their stuff is not accessible unless it's, you know, over Chrome or in an app. And I am always trying to be conscientious about like, okay, mm, when I distribute stuff, how are people going to access that? And I mean, same thing with porn. And I bet queer porn, now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder how many Mm -hmm. queer 
porn producers are like, oh, <laughs> man, I really need to use the simplest thing because I'm doing another job and web development isn't part of that. Right. And yeah. Well, I, I think what, what's interesting to me, though, is that they're not working with Safari as I would think, like, at the very least, they would be wanting it to work on iOS. So that's that's mm-hmm. the interesting. Yeah, I think like that's the thing where I would be like, huh, that's inter- that's that's just interesting to me. I have a theory about that uh, that I I think most folks have moved over to OnlyFans or at least if they have a small enough audience. And the other thing with Chrome for me is it's almost as if like I I should use it for programs like this because Riverside already seems pretty cool and less shady than something like other things I don't want to name. But (laughs) the idea of having it on my computer is like having drugs in my house or, or something like I I am n- not f- fully sober but I do if I if I have like really yummy weed in the house and it's uh not a weekend I will be like mm, no I, do, I don't want this here and I would have too much fun uh, dicking around with chrome can we swear here I forget God, yes God, you can swear, swear okay. all you want yeah. Oh, that's refreshing. And in fact, we have oh, no fuck, sponsors this week. We have so no you can you can be extra crude this week you can because be absolutely we have nobody lovely. to impress. Oh man. And oh no, I I don't care about well, I care about impressing sponsors and that I am I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Uh but otherwise, I want to impress y- the three of you, but I'll, uh, also 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 I really want my Diet Coke. So, mm, Diet oh, Coke yeah. ASMR. Speaking of, let's take a quick sponsor break before our mental health corner. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Weather. Have you ever been talking to a coworker and not wanted to bring up current events because you didn't know where they stand on the issues? Try weather. Or maybe you're talking to a family member and you skip current events because you do know where they stand. Weather is there for you. It's free, and the worse it gets, the better your conversations. Next time you're reaching for a topic, reach for weather. Visit outside.com slash overtired for all the weather you can handle. Well done. One take. One take. <laughs> that was amazing. Brilliant. That was amazing. Weather, please continue to be a sponsor of Overtired. I wrote that in the car while I was driving home from buying plants today. <laughs> I was like, was you good. know what? <laughs> this is a, you dictated this. Is that what you did? I I wrote it in my head, and Ooh. then somehow remembered it long enough to write it down in a script. Hell yeah. I'm so jealous of your brain, Brett. That's. <laughs> I mean, part of the reason I'm so passionate about like ambient computing and voice stuff is because I wouldn't immediately have forgotten that and then beaten myself up about forgetting (laughs) something. Speaking of, let's talk some mental health. Can we talk mental health? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So you've heard this show, right, Alex? I have, indeed. We kind of take turns diving into stigma riddled topics. Uh, and we talk about our own mental health, and we kind of take turns, and then we talk about each other's shit until until we get bored and move on. Uh, but Alex, you're running the show today, so how, how do you want to how do you want to direct the mental health corner? This is often my favorite part of the show because I love all of your broken brains. And do I get to share uh, my broken brain today? Absolutely, want to. we want awesome. it. Yes. Awesome. 
I in in I think I've been on systematic twice perhaps and yeah, I great. have yeah and I uh, n- n- none of your listeners would know this because I'm I am a nothing person. Um, but I am bipolar one and was diagnosed with ADHD a few years ago. Uh, before it was uh, before it was cool. Before it was cool. Um, before everybody was ADHD. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's super funny because I mean, like as I explore more of TikTok and Instagram, I'm like, okay, the not to ever diminish. I I know. Uh, does does everyone here have a ADHD flavor yes. of some sort? I think yeah. So yeah, and it's like I never want to diminish that, but I'm also like, man, when is being bipolar going to be cool? Like, when is the right. schizoaffective yeah. stuff that people don't man, find fun? <laughs> bipolar scares people, and I have yep. no problem talking about my ADHD. I can do it all day long. I'm super mm-hmm. open. I'll be in a job interview. I'll be like, yes. So I'm ADHD, and that's why you asked me a question. I get I started to give you an answer, but now I've forgotten the question. It is it is uh, a frontal cortex executive function problem I have. Mm-hmm. But I do not, I am I do not lead with also I'm bipolar and and <laughs> may have a week at a time where I'm inoperative. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's yeah it has a lot more stigma around it it's f- funny too because part of part of the reason i loved my old job and stayed there so long was because everybody um you, you surprise in video games and just art in general people tend to have pretty broken brains so it was no big deal to have you know the, during the manic episodes i it wasn't sort of like enabled but it was understood oh alex is gonna get just a fuck ton done and then you know the during the super depressive times like ah alex is going to use all of their vacation days (laughs) and it wasn't weird but now that i talk of i've always really talked openly about mental health on podcasts and written about it and given talks and stuff and i'm like how unemployable am i now (laughs) for various reasons yeah 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 and especially, I mean, uh, I, I guess a more cur- a like current events of Alex's brain, because uh, I know that <laughs> you guys give updates. My thing the past two years has been, okay, so being diagnosed with ADHD and being bipolar, uh, Brett, I'm sure you've experienced this, trying to find something that's like not quite a stimulant that will uh-huh. just mm-hmm. skyrocket me into a, a manic episode. It yep. has been quite a journey. So yep. right now, I guess I um, am technically like untreated for, for ADHD. Um Except for, uh, I mean, mm, Lamictal is a, uh, this. Mm, no medical advice. No, no endorsements nope. here. Except I love Lamictal. It's been like my yep. anchor drug for forever. Same. Um, Same. yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, not having to be on lithium had, like fucking changed my life. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna start using or or trying Vivance in the next couple of weeks, yes. and I'm nervous, but so. It, Excited, I think. Both both Jeff and I have gone the Vivance route. Uh, it didn't work as well for Jeff as it does for me. Uh, because, like, I was on Focalin before... I was on Vivance 
like a long what time a ago. What a name. <laughs> Focalin, I know. Focalin <laughs> would rocket me into manic episodes and it would prolong manic episodes and I kind of liked it and I stayed on it for way too long. Um, That's my problem. I know so, that I love yeah. it. So switching back to Vivance for the first week, it made me a little jittery, but now I'm not even sure it does anything. And I'm at a point mm-hmm. where I, it's better to be stable and feel undertreated for ADHD than it is to be rocketing back and forth between manic and depressive episodes. I have more pr- productivity if I, you know, if I have 30 days a month of kind of working well, it's better than five days a month of working really well and then 25 days of not working at all. Yeah, that's that's like where I'm at. And <laughs> it, it, also, I have terrible allergies, so I do take Claritin D and... Mm. <laughs> I am totally honest with myself in that, like, I fucking love it. And that's why going into, like, experimenting with meds, my doctor and I are like, okay, let's make sure that this doesn't go off the rails with you being uh, emotionally addicted to it. Before I got um, diagnosed with ADHD, I found that uh, what's the really common pseudoephedrine suit yeah pseudofed uh, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> obviously i found that pseudofed was it just it made me work well like as a person like i function better with pseudofed and this was around the time that meth became a national crisis and pseudofed suddenly became something you could only buy so much of a month and you had to get like mm-hmm. you had to give an id and it was behind show your and everything yeah and, yep, yep. and i didn't know why all I knew was Sudafed was making my life better. Uh, just I didn't realize that uh, my brain needed a stimulant uh, to function properly. Um, I got, I got, I would say, hooked on Sudafed, but only because it made me work better. <laughs> like it's a finite right. amount; you can only get so mm-hmm. much anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly, yeah. I, I mean, that's uh, my my update for your listeners who are <laughs> not invested in, in my mental health health. But I hope, uh, you know, the big scary B word is I, I don't know. I like when people talk about being bipolar just because um, it's so varied and so weird. And maybe one day there will be cool TikToks a- about it. Maybe. But I, I would love to hear about C- Christina and Jeffrey if you would like to share i love mental health corner yeah yeah yeah. jeff do you want to start or do you want me to go yeah okay you go christina you go okay um okay so i've been in atlanta for the last week i'm actually going to be here for a few more days i came into town because my nephew was turning one and then there was a christening and then my mom wanted me to stay through mother's day so it's been a lot and my mental health has actually been pretty good being here i have to say um the only thing is like everything that happened in the United States happened this week. And then I'm in a state where, and and then I'm around some people who have very different opinions about all of this than me. Like, like Oof. even though Georgia went blue, it is not a blue state. No, uh, mm-hmm. it, it is not. And um, so all of the local media, all of the other stuff, you know, like my, my, my parents, friends, all that, that stuff, like uh, these are like very religious and, and 
people who have very different opinions than I do. And so that's been sort of frustrating and sad to be here during that time. Um, there is like a big march in, in Seattle through my neighborhood that was apparently so loud that it was almost like deafening of, of people marching um, for, for body autonomy, which is great. And I'm not wanting to discount that, but uh, there's also part of me that it was like, and this is getting into my mental health where I was almost kind of getting angry because I was like, okay, that's great. But this also feels really performative because this is in an extremely liberal city and in a state that already has like mm-hmm. provisions that if, you know, um, there are Supreme Court decisions, federal decisions that happen where this state will not be impacted by that. So uh, meanwhile, like I'm, I'm in a part of the country where I genuinely see and know that people would be at risk and, and, and hurt by these things. And there aren't protests and there isn't any of this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it kind of puts like that, that's a difficult like thing from a um, mental health thing to have to kind of like deal with being in, in a place where the values are so different than my own. Um, so that's, it's on the one hand, it's been nice to be around my family and it's been nice to kind of have a break from things. And then on the other hand, it's, hard to be around things when you are like struck with just how bifurcated and different um, the opinions and, and deeply held beliefs are in our country, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez. That's how I've also been feeling with, I mean, you know, the, the performative Instagram squares that we all know and have a feeling about, but I do like th- that we, I, I don't know who started this, but the trend of just calling them rage donations. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, you know what, actually, like, yeah, yes. let's all recognize yeah. that we do this as just, or a lot of us do this out of pure you know dopamine and and rage uh which which is all right but like have infrastructures in place for outrage and that performance um chicago's kind of been we i i think um the protests have have like scaled back and become more of rallies of like just like hey we support one another and versus like going down um if if uh, folks who know that like the when people think of Chicago, it's either like poor black people or the or downtown, which is where like the Sears slash Willis Tower is. And it's like, all right, protesting in front of the, in front of the Trump building hasn't really done anything versus, right. you know, like organizing in our communities. And yeah, it, in 2016 and in a lot of 2020, like being in the suburbs where it's very red in in Illinois. I I live in Chicago, but um, grew up in a a similar, it seems like a similar situation where you are Christina. And it always felt very weird to be like, okay, thank you, but no, no, thank you. So I totally get what you're feeling, man. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, this week has been hard. Um, and and it's but but again, it's just you know we can get in our bubble so much, like ideologically, mm-hmm. where we everybody that we talk to and everybody that we're around, and and certainly for me, I've chosen to live in cities where people kind of match my own feelings and beliefs. 
And then it it is instructive, even though it can be painful to then be in places where you realize, oh, no, there is actually a whole lot of people who don't share this same thing and have very different beliefs. And that can be difficult to struggle with from like a mental health perspective. But mm-hmm. should, but other than that, come to breakfast with my parents sometime. Uh, totally. Well, no, I mean, that was the thing, right? Like I was I was meeting. So at the, at the christening slash birthday party on Sunday, which was a whole thing. It went off very well, but it was a whole thing because both my mother and my sister are completely over the top and ridiculous. And so the house had to be perfect and the, the everything had to be perfect. But there were people who were there who some of them I have not seen since I was like six years old. I don't know these people. They're, I'm trying to then give them kind of an update on my life and I'm hearing about them. And and it's nice to do that. But I'm, I'm kind of realizing I'm like, I fundamentally have nothing in common with you on any level mm-hmm. and, and, you know, trying to like figure out those weather conversations to have, right? Like, what can we talk about the weather? Like, what can we say? Because um, I I know instinctively and, and I'm in a position because it's my parents' house and, and it's not one of those things where you can have any sort of, it, it is, it is a child's birthday. Like this mm-hmm. is not the place to be having to push, to push back on people who say things that you disagree with. That is not the place. I know there are some people yeah. who would do that. I was raised to be far more polite and like better behaved than that is not the space for that. It would not accomplish anything, but it is one of those things where, you know, you're just trying to kind of like figure out, okay, what are the conversation topics we can have? What are the the commonalities we can find? And uh, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, I imagine it was like having breakfast with your parents, Brett. We should have them on. We should, we should, <laughs> but, but that's enough about me and kind of my, other than other than the the world stuff that's been impacting things, my mental health has been pretty good. But but Jeff, how how are you doing? Wait, let's take a quick sponsor break. Uh, this yes. episode is brought to you by <laughs> Bodily Autonomy. Do you like choosing what happens to your body? Try Bodily Autonomy. Get it while supplies last. Visit plannedparenthood.org. And now to you, Jeff. Oh my God! It's like it's like Perry Home Companion, but not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> except, except without the whole Me Too thing. Yeah, right. I was going to say, which was so disappointing. So disappointing. Right. Oh, my God. Fucking uh, Karis and Keeler. Who would have thought? He was married. I mean, a married, lot of people his, probably. Yeah, probably. A lot of people who yeah. really knew him. Yeah. <laughs> I can say as, he was married to a gunsel, so I could say, yes, people, people knew. Um, but I don't want to bring that wrath on at the moment. That slow, <laughs> folksy wrath. Um, <laughs> I am. I'm doing. So I also. It, I was recently diagnosed with bipolar one back in like April. Very late. I'm 47. Welcome. I didn't hey. miss that episode. <laughs> no, no, we haven't had that episode. Um, and where I've been at since then is obviously trying to find the right kind of medication. I had been being treated for ADHD with Vyvanse and it turns out Vyvanse can bring on a manic episode. And I was also taking sertraline for anxiety, just like Zoloft that can also have negative effects. I'm told again, everybody, please. It's just, I, I have, I, I have one gigantic body that's different from every other body. Right. And, uh, and so when I say something didn't work for me, I just want to be really clear. I have no idea if it'll work for you or not. Um, that's, that's the fun with all this, right? We all get to try. That's exactly the, the fun with this. For yeah. years so, on end. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I, I got this diagnosis. It wasn't a surprise to me. I'd been kind of avoiding it most of my life. Um, and 
I am just in the medication stacking phase where it's like, you know, I was, I'm, I take lithium and I take something called Seroquel and, uh, some, you know, Seroquel can bring on really intense dreams can. And I have, uh, I also suffer from PTSD. And so my dreams, which are normally really quite, quite incredibly bad, uh, got somehow worse. Um, and so then they gave me a drug to take that they give to veterans basically, uh, to try to st- not to stop dreaming, but make it so I don't remember dreaming. It's just like pills that's like stacking up on each other. Right. And then like Seroquel, I don't know if anybody has experience with this one. It's an antipsychotic. I've, okay. Yeah, I recently got off off of it actually. Oh, you did? Yeah. So I'm getting off of it next week. One, I gained 15 pounds in three weeks and I'm already a large dude. And, and so like, big boned as I may be, I, it does not feel good carrying that extra weight. No. Um, and, and it's just, that's just, <laughs> that drug is just a, and what I keep hearing from my psychiatric nurse practitioner, from my therapist and from my doctor is like, that's a drug that like some people, you just need it. And, mm-hmm. and it comes with a hell of a lot of side effects and, and risk. And in fact, my nurse practitioner said something that was like chilling to me, which is like, if you're not watching things like your diet and, and, and all these other things to kind of mitigate, you know, high blood sugar and all of this, that like, this was her quote. She's like, you can hurt yourself really quickly. I'm like, wait a minute. That's like why I'm taking drugs. Can I ask what your dosage was for Seroquel? Uh, well, just one second, Brett. Let me just let me just pull out the drawer. <laughs> rattle, rattle. <laughs> so basically, i I take um, I take a hundred milligrams at night, and then fifty milligrams in the day, in the morning, and in the midday. They had me taking four hundred milligrams at night, and then wow. basically being a zombie until about two p.m. the next day. Having a few mm. hours mm. of waking <laughs> or being awake and then taking another two, 400 milligrams of Seroquel at night. It was insane. Uh, that did not well, go well. What's, what's really concerning for me, but I, I'm dealing with, I mean, the one thing is like I, a therapist said something really helpful to me early on when I was starting with medications, which is like, just make sure that you position yourself so that anyone you're bringing on to manage your medications is working alongside you. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. working up here, not, you know, like they are working with you um, because it's so easy for them to position themselves in the orbit somewhere. But um, what I've found, especially if you figure like you got the lithium, you got the Seroquel, then you got the dream problem. So you take the, uh, well, let me get that one. What's it called? Hold on. Please hold. Starts with a P. Let's just call it the pee pill. But, I mean, unfortunately, we're gonna we're gonna go with pee pill. Um, <laughs> then you you know you're stacking these things up, and and pretty soon, how I feel is that like wow, I felt tethered taking the first you know starting with lithium and a little bit of seroquel. I still felt tethered to myself. Like I felt like I still could reach out and 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 get hold of myself. But as you start to stack medications and you start to have side effects that actually change how your body feels to you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like less tethered and pretty soon I feel like now I kind of have this image where like earth is here, I'm way out here. And then there's like mm-hmm. pills floating around in the middle. Right. So, and that I'm trying that to so- really that sounds like a bad pull myself thing. Are you, back. Are you describing a bad yeah, thing? 
I'm okay. describing a bad thing that I am working actively. I mean, I've this yeah. last week and this next week, all I've had all the appointments I need to kind of call myself back a little bit, but calling myself back just risks me being in a, in a situation where I'm like, okay, but please help me explain these feelings and behaviors and whatever. Right. So it's just like bouncing around. So I'm yeah. pretty exhausted by that, but really happy that I have the support I need and the people I need to kind of call and be like, Hey, this isn't right. What do we do? You know? So currently let's get the hell off Seroquel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those drugs that at the time definitely like saved my life and was, but, Oh, I was just fucking miserable Mm. on it. And I mean, I've, I've kind of I think been where you are right now of I've accepted that I am going to have various types of cocktails uh, (laughs) throughout my life. And I am just happy that right now Sarah Quill is not part of that cocktail. Um, And I I think we've all been on, you know, a a lot of that long list of strange medication names. But the more you put into that cocktail, it's like the easier it is to make it emotionally taste nasty. So, Mm. oh, Mm. dude, I'm so glad that you have um, a support system that and I was lucky enough to have that, too. But man. Yeah, it's it's fucking feels weird. Yeah, Yeah. and it's so hard. So I like I've never I'm not bipolar, although I was incorrectly diagnosed as being bipolar when I was in high school, which was terrible um, because I pissed off the psychiatrist. She got mad at me for pushing back on the fact that she wanted me to take a certain drug because she was getting kickbacks from the drug companies, Mm -hmm. which came out in litigation actually. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so she thought that, that my hyperness of, of being, you know, calling her out on her bullshit was me being bipolar when I am oh actually God. absolutely not bipolar. <laughs> oh um, and, and so giving, so giving a non-bipolar person lithium, not, not great, you not are great. So bipolar right now. I know, <laughs> not, oh but not, not, God. not excellent, but I've gone through, I've had to go through like the medicine dance too many times and and it's i i'm glad that you are getting off something that doesn't make you feel good and that you have someone's support system but i will say the one thing to kind of to, to say like what what alex is saying in addition to yes it it becomes like easy for that cocktail to taste nasty there is also something if you're working with um side by side with your doctor where they can recognize that certain types of medications work better with you than others because mm-hmm. so many of these things are mm-hmm. very, very similar, right? Like, like it might just be one kind of molecule difference, and but but they're they're within the same families. And if you figure out, okay, I don't have a good reaction to this, but I do respond to this, that can at least, in theory, at least in my experience, it makes like the process of narrowing down what the right, you know, combination yeah. is easier. Even though it, it, unfortunately, there's no magic pill to make it you know, no pun intended right. to like, to instantly make, <laughs> like figure out, okay, this is what my, my brain chemistry looks like that. These are the types of medications that will work well. Once yeah. you get to three meds at once, like I take seven, like once you get to three, it becomes such a balancing act mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. like one minor change, like normally if you were taking a certain medication for a certain uh, illness, 
and the, and it wasn't affecting it the way you wanted it to, you would make you know a five ten milligram change in that medication. But when you're balancing three or more medications, that ten milligram change in one place often requires a change in another place, and it is such it takes years. And then, and then shit changes. Like nothing's forever. Mm-hmm. Nothing will work say, forever. I feel like I feel like the problem is in this case the medications. It almost seems like it's like healing itself. So healing healing never ends, right? Like it's a journey, right? Like right. I mean, yeah. the parts yeah. you heal from things. It's not that nothing ends, but like healing is something that you're kind of just you're on that road until you die, right? If yeah. it, mm-hmm. hopefully. And medications just feel the same way. And that feels like two shitty ass roads yes. to, to be yeah, going down. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not ideal. Uh, and to, to Alex's point earlier about uh, employability and talking about mental health and especially bipolar, I just want to say to any future employers, I don't want a job anyhow. I never <laughs> want a boss again. And I know I can't work at Minnesota Public Radio again after last week's episode. And so, <laughs> but to anybody else, uh, but honestly, I, what I would say is like, because I thought I thought about that. Like I've never mentioned being bipolar on here. It's a fairly new thing, but. Um, I just feel like, hey, if there are employers here, first of all, don't hire the white guy. It's number one. Uh, <laughs> number two, <laughs> I'm. It's good that I'm on meds. It's good I'm talking about this stuff. It means I'm right. better at working than I was mm-hmm. if you had hired me ten years ago when I yes. didn't know how to even think yeah. about this stuff. <laughs> no, that's an excellent point. There is a stigma, and and there are still certain mental illnesses where there is a stigma. I think ADHD. I think it's finally kind of gone away. I think depression. It's gotten a lot better because we know enough people. For for whatever reason, bipolar. I think I think you all are right. There's a, there's a stigma, and and it's it's unfair. And then there's greater stigma with with other um, um, mental um, illnesses. But to your point, like uh, Jeff, that's such a great point that I hadn't thought about. It. It's like, no, it's good that people are talking about it. It's good that people are getting help mm-hmm. because it's not as if these people who you would hire if you didn't know this don't have these, these, you know, uh, like don't have these diagnoses and and don't have these problems. It just means they're, they're trying to hide it and, and taking time off for reasons that you don't understand. Um, and, and still going through the same challenges. It's like, at least this way people are getting support and are, are facing their issues. Like I would hope that, that employers would see that, but obviously as we know, many employers don't do those things, but, um, yeah. Since since starting at Oracle, I've had I think four different managers, and one of them I clicked with. Jesus enough. Christ! You've only worked there for like eight months. A year. Mm-hmm. I've been there a year. A year. A okay. year, a year, a year on May third, um, okay. and uh, I've only shared with one of those managers. We we clicked enough that I I talked about my bipolar and why, you know, certain weeks I got just way too much shit done, and then disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, And we have unlimited vacation time and I would just schedule myself a week. I would predict it was coming and, and I would take a week off and then just have a slow uh, return. Um, Only one of them did I ever trust enough. But the fact is I listed bipolar as a disability when I was going through Mm -hmm. the hiring process and 
as far as the way I understand it is they cannot fire me for being bipolar. No. Um, mm-hmm. Like that is, there are, there are laws about that. They can fire me for doing a shit job. Yes. But. Right. But, 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 it, but it's difficult. They have to, they have to show that it's separate from other things. It can't right. be, Brett took time off for his mental health. Um, yeah. The challenge, I think, and 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 I, I still, as much as like I'm a huge proponent of of talking about mental health, and I've always been very open about mine. And if anybody ever wanted to research me before they, you know, interviewed me, they would know that I've been talking about my depression and ADHD um, as long as I've been on the internet. Uh, because yeah. for me, it's been one of those things where I'm like, if I'm if I'm blessed enough to have a platform and to have the privilege where oh, I can help people. And you got diagnosed at a young age too. Yes. Yes, I yeah. was I was I was I was 12 when I was diagnosed with depression, but I self-diagnosed when I was younger than that. And then I've I've been um I've had an ADHD diagnosis since I was like 15. So, um I uh but but for me, so people would know this, but if if the, I I still would go out of I would still say as much of a proponent of you know, discussing and, and being open, I would never reveal in an interview. Like I, I it would never be something that I would openly discuss in a job interview with someone. Yeah. I just wouldn't. And and I would not encourage other people to do that as, as wrong as it is. <laughs> do, do what you did. Oh, you definitely know, not. Yeah. To, 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 to list it on your list of like, do I have a disability thing for HR? 100% do that for sure. But in the mm-hmm. job interview process, no. Yeah, no, I, I would never mention bipolar in a job interview. I would mention ADHD because it's fucking accepted. And especially yeah. in the tech industry, every. You're hiring ADHD people left and right. You already have ADHD people working for you. You've already made accommodations for that. Like, I don't feel like that's a huge ding on my no, and I I agree with that. No, I agree with that. I I, to me, it would really deter. It would it would depend on like I guess maybe the tenor of the conversation. Like, if it came Mm -hmm. up in a natural way, I wouldn't like hide it. But it also wouldn't be something that I'm like, oh, I made, you know what I mean? Like I, I mentioned it mm-hmm. in the first yeah. first round of interviews I did for Oracle, um, like before, like you get to like the technical interview or anything, mm-hmm. the very first round of interviews, it just, it, it came up in an organic enough way that I couldn't help myself. You know, I tend to yeah. be, oh, yeah, uh, totally. I just mm-hmm. spill, I just spill my guts. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it turned out that the manager I was interviewing with, her husband was also ADHD. So it actually ended up being like, we connected over ADHD instead of it being like uh, a mark against me. So that worked out See, in my favor, awesome. but I can understand reserving that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And, and, and like, think if it feels right, obviously do it. But yeah, but like you're bipolar and things like that, it is illegal for them to actually exclude you for those reasons. That does yeah. not mean that they won't. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? It's just sure. There's no guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I worry about is if it gets to a point where uh, we are cool with ADHD and uh, uh, bipolarity in in the workplace, it's like, oh man, when do employers decide to start to harness that? Like I, Mm. like my boss shouldn't expect other workers to just get a shit done done in 24 hours without, you know, knowing the ramifications of that. And without disclosing that stuff, I'm like, do I just look like I'm this awesome, productive person, even though then I'll be like, just (laughs) 
doing the bare minimum for for like right. a week and I, I i don't know it's like a weird balancing act with that disclosure along with the you know not wanting to glamorize it mm-hmm. and it's t- like i mean you know th- this week brought to you by bodily autonomy um i i almost am surprised that more tech companies don't openly talk about this because it's like the tech for these cocktails are getting better every mm-hmm. every year for all of these pills and stuff. And man, I, I don't know. It's tough. I'm glad that your manager was like, oh, yeah, that, that <laughs> right. ADHD stuff. Cool. This Weirdly. episode brought to you by Mental Health. Do you ever wonder why you don't <laughs> fit in with your friends? <laughs> Do you ever feel left out? Try Mental Health. that's a good one (laughs) oh my god this episode really this is a mental health episode who would have thought bring alex cox on and just talk about mental health the entire episode shocker to anyone who's ever listened to any of my other shows right yeah i i i don't i'm contractually obligated to mention um and gender and mental health on every podcast (laughs) goodness i I hope we gotta get gender as a sponsor yeah oh man gender are you confused try gender (laughs) 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 it's a spectrum don't you know yeah (laughs) gender don't you know trying to fit in with the midwesterners i'm trying that's what i said this is this is like it's the midwestern (laughs) podcast uh featuring um wherever the hell i'm from christina warren yeah For, for anyone who isn't tracking we have jeff and brett in minnesota we have Alex in Chicago and Christina just nomadic. Yep. Right mm. now she's on the East Coast. Usually she's on the on the other coast, mm-hmm. uh, coast. where the where the liberals live. Um, just just gets around. So Christina's Christina's a special yeah. guest. <laughs> it's a Midwest <laughs> podcast with special guest Christina Warren. There we go. Alex, how mm-hmm. have you always been in Chicago? I'm other than the first 18 years of being trapped in the suburbs. Yeah, I'm I am in Chicago and plan to be for a while. How old am I? I'm 31. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I have been here a long time and I I'm I'm like a lakeside elite, I guess. (laughs) Excellent. I had six great years in Chicago. I loved it so much. I lived in six different neighborhoods in that time. Somehow. Oh, where was uh? What was your favorite neighborhood? Oh my god! Uh, so I lived in Humboldt Park and really loved that. Probably was my favorite. Now I'm talking Humboldt Park, 1998. So oh man, like whatever's true now wasn't true then. And then I lived in Andersonville for a, for a bit, um, which is near where this magazine Punk Planet was located, where I worked. Oh, cool! That's oh man. As a total youth poser, uh, well, <laughs> youth, poser. youth in terms you're not youth. Of, no, no. In terms of well, in terms of the Chicago punk scene, you know, uh, but the that that's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. I'm jealous. I'm jealous once again. Was, you're also actually, cool. I found a I found a punk planet 
issue that I wrote for recently where I wrote, I wrote about podcasts, which really had only been a thing uh, that people were talking about for about a year. Whoa, and, uh, and it was not Whoa. long after That's people started, punk. it was not that long after is. people started calling them podcasts <laughs> instead of audio blogs. <laughs> <laughs> and it was right around the time that the only thing radio knew to call, knew to call it was time shifted radio. <laughs> Those motherfuckers I, I, you know will what? do it every fucking time. Wow. <laughs> I've always thought podcasting was like the worst possible name, but that's worse. Yeah. That sounds worse. It really actually. is. It really is. Well, well what go ahead, Christina. And I was gonna say Leo Laporte tried to make netcast a thing and, oh. and I people love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was about to say, yeah. From people you love. <laughs> netcast you like from people you love um exactly and, you know trying try, try, try to make netcast a thing is like no it's it, it's podcast yeah. it's this, Steve Jobs this, said it. this episode Ugh. brought to you by bad names have you ever encountered a new technology and not <laughs> known what to call Microsoft. it try a bad name yes <laughs> 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 but the super crazy thing was that when i did this story which was like uh, 2005. Um, oh my God. I Adam, have fucking read that. Holy shit. We, here's, well, here's Snuck out the, to borders to get a punk planet. The, oh, the end man. of radio episode. Oh my God. I just found 69. this on the, on the internet archive. Number. I just nice. found this on the internet archive. This is so cool. Ca- Can you this send so this to me? Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is so exciting. Oh my God. I, I literally just hurt my jaw. There was a podcast back then, which was a total just like bullshit and podcast called Don and Drew. And it was a husband and wife. Oh, I who, remember the Don and Drew show. That you was remember a that? huge one. Yes. They like broadcast oh, from their barn. Oh my God. And they were so fucking funny. And I interviewed them there because they were like about all you could find to interview that wasn't like tech people at yes. the time. And oh. so I highly recommend reading this because it is a crazy ass piece of history, realizing that 2005 is not that long ago, but I'm literally, we were writing about podcasting as this new thing, right? And it's mm-hmm. just like insane to read. But yeah, I audio want, blogs. I want this to continue. I don't want anything to change, but I want to point out that Jeff is supposed to be at a wedding and is currently wearing a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, do, Jeff? Can, can we do early gratitude? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Gratitude. Oh my god! Okay, wait. I now, fucked up on this too. We'll, I did we'll not to, warn Alex at all that yeah, we were going we'll to do this segment. That's Man. all right. It's easy to it's easy to set up. We can go first while while Alex thinks. Yeah, yeah. Go. I'll be teed up by the time. Do you understand the concept? So basically, we just talk about one developer or application that we are thankful for this week. Usually indie stuff, but you know what? We'll 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 foray into major. I've got mine already. I I thanked I thanked the team that made Clippy. Um, not long ago. <laughs> uh, so, because that team still that out meme? there. Did you see the meme with the toilet paper holder? Yes. That it looks oh. it looks like a twisted up clippy, and and it had a little uh, a talk bubble next to it that said Microsoft. I haven't heard that name in years. Uh. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing. I have to go first, and then I'm going to mute myself and turn the video off while I get dressed in the studio, which is also my office, okay. um, so that I can absolutely catch every second of this. Okay. 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 Um, okay. So mine this week. So I love. I love me some mind mapping. Fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's the only way I can think. 
Is anybody familiar with Canopio? No. The most adorable application web app ever made. See your I want you to uh, K-I-N-O-P-I-O. You go to that thing and you're started right away with your mind map. It can do every awesome thing any other app can do. And you don't have to log in. You can just make your 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 mind map right when you right when you drop Canopio.club. It has an amazing (laughs) selection feature where you can just like write in the browser, make your mind map, and then just like draw a circle around all the ones that you want to highlight like you would in a regular app, but something that's not that common in my experience in web apps. There are just things that this web app does, like be adorable, that it does better than so many uh, of the mind maps that exist just like, and it's, it's collaborative. You can pay like five bucks to be like a regular user. Did I say it was adorable? Anyway, I, I don't know what to say about it because I'm thinking about getting dressed for a wedding. Um, but I just want to say that if you like mind maps, go to Canopio and just start playing and see what it does. And you'll be surprised because it's one of those things. You know how video games kind of teach you how to play them, the best video games, like uh-huh. Super Mario yeah. Brothers. Like it, it teaches you right away. That's a mushroom. You squash it. You Whatever, right? Like yep. I like to say squash. Mm-hmm. Um this is one of those types of things where you're just like, you start doing things and it's like, what? So, all right. Canopio. I, I do love my mind, my mind maps. So that's I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to turn off video so I can put on a sweater. You know, if, that's if you private feel like business. leaving video on, like I'm fine. It's private. I Putting on a sweater is private. But right. I'm with you. I'm with you still. All right. <laughs> oh, I want to, we can, he left the mic on so we can hear. I muted that shit. Yeah, I was no, you did not. <laughs> so you're just gonna hear a lot of like, "This is my hoodie for what it's worth." <laughs> All, All right, right, Christina, what do you have? Okay, so um, um, Simon Stovering. I hope I'm saying his his name correctly. I've always uh, said Stovering, but it might be Stovering. I don't know. I've never um, actually heard anyone say it before. It, so. it, it's Swedish. I'm no, it's Denmark. So so it's Dutch. Um, it's uh, Denmark is Dutch, right? <laughs> Fuck if I know. Nordic yeah, shit. I'd I'm say out. with confidence, <laughs> with unearned confidence. <laughs> no, I think De- I think Denmark is Danish. I apologize to the people of Denmark. <laughs> anyway, um, he, so uh, so he's a developer of some of my favorite iOS um, apps, um, uh, Scriptable app, which is a Scriptable app, which is like a um, an iOS app that lets you automate things using JavaScript. Um, it's very similar to like, it works with Siri shortcuts, um, but, but it's, um, really good. There's an app called data jar that works on Mac and, um, uh, uh, iOS, which, um, works with shortcuts if you want to do that stuff, but he just released a new app this week. Um, so I want to give him just a shout out in general, but he released a new app this week called, um, runestone, which is a plain text editor for, um, iPhone and iPad. And it's really, really good. It's it's kind of like like he describes it as like a customizable and colorful text edit, um, and um, it's um, it's free. Um, there's an open source framework. It's ten dollars if you want to unlock some of the features. But it has you know some built in syntax highlighting and some stuff. But it's um, it's really good, and What's and I really again? appreciate. It's called Runestone. R u n e s t o n e. And it came out this week. I'm really, really impressed with it. And I, because I've in general really appreciated his apps, um, it's uh, it's good. So it has syntax highlighting and line numbers and, and theming and invisible characters. And it's just a nice, lightweight, um, plain text editor. Um, it should be and, on uh, iText editors. Why? All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet him 
for anyone who hasn't seen it, I maintain a table of iOS text editors for plain text and markdown text editing. And generally, when a new one comes out, they contact me off the bat to add it to iText editors because it has the number one like traffic page on my site. So yeah. I will make sure this Reach gets added. Make sure it gets added. Yeah. Um, the nice thing, too, I just want to add, um, like I said, he made the framework open source. And what's great about that is that if you wanted to have like a plain text editor in your own iOS app, you could use what he's open source, which is really, really oh, nice. nice. So cool. I, I really, I really appreciate this. Um, it was $10 for, for a lifetime unlock. Um, and um, I, I was uh, very, which I was very happy to, to, to pay for before I even like played with the app. There's also some fun like features. Like there's, he created like a flappy bird kind of helicopter game clone, yeah. <laughs> um, which was really fun. So, yeah. so anyway, uh, uh, shout out to Simon, shout out to RuneStone. Uh, that's the, my, that's my gratitude. The, the top review on this page is I wrote this review in RuneStone. A good, a good text editor is like a freshly sharpened knife. It just feels good to use. Yeah. I'm into this. Yeah. I'm going to check this out. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so Christina absolutely stole mine. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got another one teed okay. up. Teed up. But uh, I, I beta tested this app, app as, for a while. And as someone who's not a coder or a programmer, I still need to use text file, love using text files constantly. And just the the syntax. Simon's just such a nice dude, too, and has like, answered questions. And it's the documentation is also uh, really great and I think very accessible to someone who is n- new to all of this or if you're mm-hmm. like me who like y- you know enough to sort of be dangerous. Yes. Um, and a lot of amazing like it's also just freaking pretty like <laughs> that's that's the other thing ab- about it. There hasn't been like I think a really pretty uh, just a pretty lightweight um, iOS text editing app in a while. But I, I do have another. Uh, Brett, do you mind if if I should I go now? Yeah, absolutely. Go? Please absolutely. go. Yeah, there's there's this app um, called a Bunch, and it is <laughs> Mac automation with plain text. And as I mentioned, love, 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 just so horny for plain text. Love yes. Brett's site, and I think I I don't know who made this app Bunch, but I don't know. Seems like a smart guy. Um, and this is actually, like, I guess I am plugging um my podcast with him. Mer- Early man, do by Friday, we do a challenge each week. And this week is to just catch up on Bunch because I, I mentioned I have a new computer and I am just getting a bunch of new automation set up. And uh, having Bunch is not just one of those things where I l- love it and get all horny for plain text, but also the documentation is so great. And it, uh, a- again, that is like something that is essential for my, my brain and with automation, that's, it's almost part of my mental health because when I am either a, a manic I, and I need to bounce around super quickly, bunch helps me with that or, when I am incredibly depressed and just need things to work and don't <laughs> want to touch it, that's another thing that is amazing with Bunch. So it's almost like it was made by someone bipolar. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost like it. No, I love this. Also, um, Alex, I think that that horny for plain text. I think that's the episode title. 
<laughs> oh my god, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that because because horny for plain text is also that could be all of our band names like all four of us yep, that could yep. be our band name <laughs> so so yeah um and, and especially i think a, i bet a lot of your audience is uh hashtag pivoting um back to back to the mac that apple loves to say um from ios to um mac os which i have uh, j- just because um you know with shortcuts coming to the mac the automation has been so great and it is more accessible t- to me who is again just dangerous enough to break things with code but cannot necessarily code my own stuff unless there's amazing documentation like bunch has so that is that is my uh grep is it greptitude yes so thank you to whoever made bunch love it thank you for talking about the documentation i am like i'm proud of bunch like i i i I like bunch but i am extra proud of the documentation like i poured so much time into creating usable extensive documentation for this Mm -hmm. thing i created so thank you that that's really nice to hear i appreciate that um yeah thank you yeah so i'm 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 going with mac updater this week Yes. Um, I have this app that runs in the background all the time and lets me know which of my Mac apps, uh, both Mac App Store and Direct uh, and even Setup, lets me know which one of them needs update at any given time, gives me one click button to update all my apps to their latest versions, whether or not I'm currently running them just keeps everything up to date. It's fantastic. It's called Mac Updater. And I I I don't even have to think about it. It just every once in a while a window pops up that says these eight apps need updates. And I can click one button and update them all. And it is an excellent piece of independent software. I love it. Does too. this include apps from the Mac App Store? Yes. yes. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, getting this bad boy right now. And what's yes. great about it is that for the Mac App Store thing, like you can you can have it so it'll show you like it, it'll show you like a, um, a, a special icon um, to show that it's Mac App Store. You can open it immediately in the App Store. And sometimes, you know, the Mac App Store won't show you that an update is available, even though it's available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is the thing where you can like click open and then all of a sudden, you know, you have the update option on that app. So and, it's, and, the, it's awesome. and the button will say get app and it'll pause for a few seconds and then it'll say update app because, because Mac updater was on top of it more than the MAS, more than uh, Mac apps where <laughs> app was. Um, and and it will notify you if if a version number is a major version bump. Mm-hmm. Um, it will oh. avoid updating and let you know maybe this is a paid update and you need to investigate further. And you can, if an app, if you have an app that you don't want to update for any reason, you can just click ignore and it'll stop scanning that app for new updates. Or you can just ignore a single update. It is, it's, it's just really well done. It's a very... It's a finite use case updating applications, but it does it really well. It does it really well. There's um, a, a CLI if you get like the pro version, um, which uh, so so you can even like run it like from the command line if if you don't if you want to interface it with it that way, which is really great. 
Um, yep. It also um, it will check like brew casks of, of things. So mm. you can even use it, you know, as kind of a, a, a brew tool in, in a sense. Um, yeah, huge fan. I think, oh, I think I Jeff this. is gone. I think we lost Jeff. So we might have lost Jeff. It's just us now. <laughs> All right. Well, Alex, thanks so much for and and we missed last week because I screwed up scheduling. Uh, thanks for bearing with us and showing up this week. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm sorry that. <laughs> thank that, you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm so glad I was able to be on with you because last week I had to um, uh, get my hair cut. <laughs> Just being honest, well, I, but I, I, I had told Brett like what my time was, and then we got our, our time zones mixed up. So well, and then she and then she flew somewhere that was a three hour time difference, and. And she texted me at what was my time, 7.15 a.m. on a Saturday. And she's like, are you ready to record in 45 minutes? And <laughs> and I was planning on recording at noon. And right. I was, so, so he I was, was like, not yeah, prepared 45 for that. Minutes. No, and I, and I was like, and I had receipts. I was like, no, but I said 9 a.m. Eastern. Yes. And, um, and, and I agreed to it. Uh, she showed me a screen capture <laughs> Of the text conversation where I Receipts. fucked it up. <laughs> well, no, but the scene, I, but we did both fuck it up. But we, but we were both wrong because I the he, the correct thing was in the um the calendar invite, which I didn't notice it being the wrong time zone because I was in Seattle where it looked normal. And then the reason I sent the text is I was in Atlanta, and I was like, "Wait, this is showing that this is going to be in three hours and forty five minutes, and I can't do it then." Because <laughs> I have to get my hair cut because I have to see people that I haven't seen in 25 years. And as much as I wanted to have Alex on, I didn't want to have Alex on without Christina. I just felt like those two needed to talk. Absolutely. I'm so glad because I'm such a big fan and um, no, I'm so glad no, you could be here. No, I was such a big <laughs> fan of y yours and I'm going to absolutely bug you to be on the future show that I'm, I'm embarrassed about, but it's slowly getting, uh, I'm slowly becoming proud of it. And Yay! I just am so, <laughs> we so grateful for your advocacy in tech as well as, I mean, your straight up reporting and... I mean, it. I, I've been a fan of yours since Aww. God, like high school. Yeah, I mean, both of That's you so nice. b b back, fucking ao tua tua. Yes, tua. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a a dream, genuinely like a dream come true. And I'm I'm gonna get a, a little teary eyed because I, I I've never met you in in real life, Christina. But Brett, I I was had the privilege of meeting you at C two E two the last uh. <laughs> the last time i was at a convention and yeah me too yeah so i um, hope that um one day we can hang out in real absolutely, life absolutely absolutely we, we do want that rss feed and we definitely if do you <laughs> if you have the nerve we will publish it in the show notes but that is entirely up to you completely you up to, to you decide. but yeah i, I sent you so. a dm i sent you a dm because i want it just separate from whether we put it in the show notes or not sounds yes. oh I, all I'm right excited. cool 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 I think I probably I probably will. This is this is definitely the audience for this. I feel like all of the overtired folks are fucking awesome. Nice. Nice. Yes. All right. Well, hey, you guys get some sleep. Get some sleep. The system is going down low.